<laughs> Here we go again. little essence for you. Craig, I agree with you. I, I think he's afraid as well. DOC in on the Hoffman Show, Team 980. And uh, we appreciate all of you. We will light up the lamp eventually, courtesy of the Ace Law listener line. But uh, now we have a living legend who we were able to get him out of the weight room to uh, to share some time with us, my old uh, tag team partner, Brother Al Galdi. And once again, Al, we're in December, and we're having the debate on do we elevate our draft status or do we win one for the Gipper? Yes, DOC, this is uh, familiar territory. It is uh, ter- territory that we have been in way too often but, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where if it's familiar, then it's not so bad. And I think for all of us, it's like we've been here so many times that we're all sick of being here. But at the same time, it's like, you know, your favorite robe or like your favorite pair of slippers. You know, we're yeah. used to it. So yeah. it's something that, uh, that, you know, we can't hate too much, I guess. I know, but it does seem like, I mean, when we used to have our arm wrestling contest about bet, do we li- die for the draft or do we live for the pride and self-preservation of beating a conference foe and you were right um and, and now i mean russell man russell uh, tuesday's hammering me are you saying that you're not you don't want to win and i'm i can't even say it I, I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable not coming in figuring out especially within the division but no matter whatever i mean when we come off the bye we'll be out with the rams at sofi and um and then I keep looking at this draft, and and now you have taught me, and I learn well. I'm, I'm hard hit it, but I do eventually get it. And I start looking at not every year. Do the does the tree bear the fruit from the quarterback tree that it, has, it will bear this year? This is a fruitful year in mm-hmm. terms of trying to get. I mean, there are only a few guys, two or three of them, that have the Joe Burrow type effect. He turned Cincinnati, that was garbage, into the Super Bowl team, into a team that could go toe-to-toe with anybody. And to show you how important winning is and how so much of this is psychological, even in his absence, they're still winning. They can still grind out a win because they no longer look at themselves as losers. They look at themselves and they handle themselves they perform like winners. And so they can bring a kid in with very little experience. He earned that right. And boy, did he ball out. Yep. On the biggest screen stage available. And they find a way to win. People are finding ways to win. There's a rookie in, in Houston. And he's finding a way to win. And his first-year coach, a defensive guy, it doesn't matter. If your guys buy in and if you're teaching and preaching the gospel, they buy into it. And I just wonder what were you, and I'm following you now, I'm following the leader, into the strategy of the owner, new ownership group to stand still right now and grit through this. It has to be at least brought up. Is this their best strategy to try to go higher? I can't figure out. What the message is. 
Well, I can tell you this. On uh, tomorrow morning's installment of the Al Goldie podcast, what will be episode 715, I will have an in-depth breakdown of the quarterbacks in the 2024 draft. And it is, uh, it is painful, you know, all kidding aside, that yeah. in December we're talking about the draft. But that is where we're at. So I've got a great guest. Pro football focus is Trevor Sikama. So looking forward oh, yeah. uh, to that conversation. But, you know, well, let me ask you this, then. Qu- where does Daniels fit on your list? Yeah, so Daniels, he's at best number three. I mean, it's okay. Caleb Williams one, right. Blake May two. Okay. And as things stand right now, I would take Williams or May over Sam Howell. I don't think that I'd take Jaden Daniels okay, over that's, Sam that's Howell. Okay, because that's the only guy yeah. I think will be eligible for. That's why I, I don't think you're, think right. you're going to get Drake. I don't think you'll get Caleb. Yeah, no, I, I think you're probably right about that. Even but if they lose to- out, I don't think that'll happen. But I'm just throwing it out because yeah. I figured, you know, I wanted to get your, your assessment on it. And uh, people that can find the Al Galdi podcast, highly recommended. I've been honored. You know, Dre, I've uh, Anthony, I've been on the Al Galdi podcast. Quite an honor. I'll suck a second Quite now. an honor. Yeah, quite <laughs> an honor. I just why I brought Daniel's name up. I'm just wondering. Now, you know me. I'm looking for the biggest human being on earth that's eligible for the draft, preferably to play left tackle. But I'll take a guard. I'll take anything that's over three fifty and six seven, and I'm taking them home with me. That's just me. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, what I'm hoping for over these final four games for our football team is Sam Howell plays well, but the Commanders lose each game, and mm-hmm. I think we have just the defense to accomplish that. Yeah, so yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If Sam plays well, but the defense continues to be wretched, that's actually the ideal outcome because. What you want is to go into the offseason feeling like, okay, we have our QB1 moving forward. And Sam still has work to do in that regard. But if he does that, I think this season, in a lot of ways, would actually be successful because you would finally have identified that quarterback. Regarding the offensive line, if the commanders don't go quarterback with what is looking more and more like a top five, maybe top four pick, I mean, there are going to be some stud offensive tackles in this draft. The left tackle out of Penn State, Olu Fashanu, looks like a stud. Notre Dame, uh, Joe Alt, Alt, he looks like he could be really good. Yeah, so there's going to be a really good player here, and and that's the thing. Like, what happened these last two games was horrible. I mean, you get outscored 90-25 over two games. Like, there's something really wrong with you as a team (laughs) for that to happen. But the team is climbing up the draft rankings. I mean, up to number four now. And I think in the bigger picture, that actually matters more than almost anything else. Because, look, if the Commanders win another game or two, like, so what? It doesn't mean anything. This is a bad team. We know that we're headed for massive change in football operations. You might as well be as bad as you can be with hopefully, again, Sam Howell playing well. And then this coming offseason, you can get to hopefully putting together a regime that, uh, that gets the job done. But this regime has not gotten the job done. And, you know, you talk about an exclamation mark on the Ron Rivera era, right? Like, in this season in which Washington has not been wrecked by injury, this has not been one of these seasons in which the team has been, like, bludgeoned by injury. This is not a season in which the team has faced some overly difficult schedule. This has been a more than manageable schedule. And yet, with all of that, the team is 4-9 and with the worst point differential in the NFL. There's not a single NFL team that has been outscored by more points than the commanders have been outscored by this season. 134 points minus 134 is that point differential. This is like the ultimate repudiation 
of the Rivera era, what has happened this season. This is the ultimate exclamation mark of this hasn't worked. You know, like there's no, there are no ifs, ands, or buts. There is no gray area here. Like we got our answer. This didn't work. This was a failure. And as we all know, it's time to move on. And Josh Harris will be moving on uh, at the latest in a few weeks. Al Galdi, the host of the Al Galdi podcast. It's your philosophy on rebuilding your entire football structure. Does it start with you with a, a offensive-minded coach, defensive-minded coach, or general manager? Well, I think you start with the general manager. You start with a head of football operations. You get that person here, and you have that guy pick the next head coach. Now, knowing what we know about Josh Harris, we know that he is a man who speaks my language. He is a man of analytics. I love that. I'm excited. Well, he's about already there. That. Yeah, that's the one piece that he yeah. has put in oh, place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They got Eugene Shen. Yeah. I think a GM who is along those lines is coming. And I think from there, you get your head coach. Now, I would think if you're going to have an analytically inclined head of football operations, that person is going to get an offensive-minded head coach. I mean, the trend in the league for a while now has been you get a head coach who, A, is offensive-minded, and B, is on the younger side. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that doesn't mean that a defensive-minded coach can't win or can't have success, but, like, by and large, that is the way of the league now. You get yourself a young, offensive-minded head coach, and – you know, it stands out. What do we have right now? We have a defensive-minded coach who is older. We have the exact opposite of what the rest of the league seems to be doing right now. So, you know, that definitely stands out. Are but, we the yeah, only I, coach-centric I, uh, team other than New England? Well, Kansas City technically oh, is coach-centric. Okay, so there's three. Andy well, Reid. San, Fr- San Francisco is coach-centric. Kyle Shanahan has final say-so uh, in San Francisco. So uh, Seattle is coach-centric. Pe- okay, like, coach-centric can work. But you have to have the right people. You have to have the right coach who is centric. No, I'm just looking the right at the four names you just mentioned. Yeah, they're all winning. Yeah, they're yeah. doing well. Yeah. So it, I don't think it's so much the structure as it is the people who are making up the structure. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That is interesting. No, it is, I mean, and this is what the debate is going to be. Usually it was the January or February debate. But yeah. we're now, <laughs> this is probably the earliest since we've been doing this that we have actually – gotten involved in this this early in December, which is not It, it is. I mean, as, as underwhelming as the results of Ron's tenure here have been, mm-hmm. the team actually was in playoff contention in each of the last three seasons mm-hmm. at this time, That's like right. going into December. Yeah. That's really not the case right now. I mean, technically Washington has not been eliminated from playoff contention, mm-hmm. but like we all know the deal. This team is not making the postseason. This team can't even finish with a winning record for this regular season. Like that already has been taken off the table. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to feel like a glorified preseason, these remaining four games. But again, uh, how Sam Howell plays, that does matter a lot. Like I think that absolutely is worth getting invested in. And, you know, it's an odd deal, but the season really is going to start come mid-January. The second that season finale against the Cowboys ends, it is on. And one of the most important stretches really in the history of this franchise begins. Who does Josh Harris hire to run football operations? Who does that person hire to be the next head coach? Who does that head coach hire to fill out his staff? What does the team do in free agency? What does the team do in the draft with presumably a top 10, top 5, maybe even higher pick? Like, this offseason is going to be massive in terms of all of the things we're going to have to sink our teeth into. Now, actually, is the downtime in a lot of ways. It sounds odd, but now, even with the season going on, this is the downtime, and it's going to really pick up in about a month. 
I said this to Chris Russell yesterday that for me, this is the earliest I've ever looked at prospects, ever. And um, that is, it's weird, but it's, but, it, but it's there. And it just seems like they, there are a lot of them. I was not overly overwhelmed with last year's draft, but I think this year's draft, there's far more talent, it appears to be, that, I mean, guys that can come in and actually help you immediately. It seems that way. Well, you know, I think we have been uh, sort of thrown off here because of the extremely underwhelming results from Washington's draft class from oh, this past year God. so far. It, 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 at least right now, and things can change, yeah. so I don't want to, like, pass – yeah. Definitive judgment. But on facts all are guys. facts. But, You're not making it yeah, up. As, as, as things stand right now, mm-hmm. this looks like a really bad draft class, yeah. and this looks like a really bad job that was done by this front office. I mean, think about this with the Rivera era. You look at each first round pick; not a single one was a certifiable hit. You know, you go from Chase Young to Jamin Davis to Jahan Dotson to Emmanuel Forbes. There are things to like about some of them. Like, Jamin's been better the last two years. Jahan was quite good last season before mm-hmm. he got hurt. But there's not a single one who you would say, man, they nailed it with that pick. You know, like, the best you can say is, yeah, you know, he's got some good things going for him, but there's a yeah, but with but, all of those guys. Yeah. And, and, and with Forbes, I mean, they, have, they may have completely whiffed on him. We don't know. Again, it's early, so you don't yep. want to, yep. like, declare anything. But, I mean, how about that? Four first-round picks, not a single one is a certifiable hit. Say what you want about the previous regime, but at least when you talk about, you know, Trent Williams in 2010, Ryan Kerrigan in 2011, like those were good foundational players who the team did get in those spots. You know, John Allen in 2017, Deron Payne in 2018. You can maybe quibble with Payne, but like those guys, good players for this team. Brandon Sheriff in 2015, a good player for this team. Mm -hmm. Look at what's happened with these first round picks with this regime. Um, you know, again, at best mixed results, there's a yeah, but with each guy, and, and that's a big problem. Wow. And I, I didn't – I can't have Al Galdi on and not mention baseball. Shohei, the word yeah. is, is creeping out a little bit. We see the four or five likely suitors. What do your insiders tell you? Well, I think your team is going to get them. But Shohei's camp is doing a very good job I'm trying to keep this all close. Did you when I went to Toronto? I went. I went to Toronto. I said, uh, no. "Wow, was that a lost leader?" Uh, no, no, it is. It is Dodger Blue that has been the favorite for a while. And that doesn't mean that the Dodgers will get them. Okay? No, no, that that like is it. true. I mean, the Bombers. But, I heard where that, that that Juan Soto yeah. may be in pinstripes for a minute, and um, and I know now that the, I. I, I NHL and NBA, I get it. It's up right now. It's there, but I can't you have you on and not at least dibble in that possibilities of, of what's going on. And can you believe it's Hoyas and Orangeman tomorrow, and Anthony who uh, bleeds, drips. I mean, he he got orange all over him right now, and he's not even excited. Yeah, well. Syracuse is not what it was uh, at its peak. I think that now, now the same is true of Georgetown. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was about to say Georgetown yeah. is far worse. Rebuilding. Oh, George, rebuilding. Georgetown, yeah. Georgetown is feisty, and Georgetown got totally screwed in that loss to TCU. Yeah, they did. Saturday <laughs> evening, so yeah. let's make that clear. But yeah, yeah. no that that is um, 
You were speaking the gospel, my friend. It's um, some it's some very interesting times going on now. I don't. Um, I've just never felt this way in December. This is all. This is new territory for me. And when you're in your mid sixties and you hit new territory, it's weird. I mean, it really is. I'm like, man, here we are in December, and uh, are the Niners number one in your power rating? Yeah, I don't know how you argue otherwise. Um, now, you know, that doesn't guarantee anything. The Niners have this uh, penchant for suffering key injuries. Like, we've seen that a lot these oh, last few so years. Oh, they're so dependent upon their studs. I mean, they I are. said if Trent Williams or Debo or uh, McCarthy is out, they're done. Yeah, but if those guys are healthy, they're, they're in, a machine. You're done. <laughs> yeah, you're done. <laughs> they're yeah. Yeah. yeah, if they're there, I mean, you're done. I mean, Brock Purdy, like – can we pause for, on that for a moment? Yeah. He was the last guy taken yeah. in the 2022 draft. What does that say about these draft evaluators, that the last guy taken in the draft now looks like a stud quarterback, is maybe having the best season of any quarterback in the NFL this season off being really good last season? Like, what does that tell you about how often these teams miss on quarterbacks? Well, it, it, that really it, is here's what it tells me. It tells me what I like about Sam. He played a lot of football. Purdy yeah. played a lot of football. You got to get a lot of starts. You can come in and be a one-year wonder or get a new offense, but have you been tested through time? It's still reps and mechanics. So you didn't have to come in and, and redo his footwork because he's taken so many snaps in college that and he's coachable. And Sam, to me, has a lot of – really, Sam, to me, is an abbreviation – of Purdy, he could be better than Purdy to me if we could if he can survive these four weeks of brain damage, and you get him some protection and a better defense, and that's what I think is promising. Because to me, he's the wild card. Because if I don't have to go into my treasure chest for a quarterback, then I can build my army around him. Oh yeah. If I got to go yeah. for a quarterback and then stick a fork in you, because now you're another two. Well, maybe I, I almost said two years away. Then I look down. Is what the Buckeyes doing in, in Houston? You yep. know, oh, it can change. It can change on a dime. And slow it down to him. It's still an abbreviation of the Niners. I let yep. you go on this. Can you imagine the influence that Kyle and his father have had on this league in terms of their offspring, their pupils, their method of of offensive football, and which breeds even more in defense because they've got. Two coaches, the Jets head coach and Texans head coach, came from the Niners system. Can you believe that that and the origin was here? I know, I know. And we got nothing. We we had three double-digit loss seasons in four seasons with the Shanahan's, and yet that run has spawned this like coaching tree of excellence that is unreal. Unreal. Uh, There'll be a book about it, this. It, it, it's stunning. I mean, like, if you look at, like, the Joe Gibbs coaching tree, it doesn't yeah. approach this. You no. know, it doesn't make any sense. Belichick's yet, tree exactly don't approach case. it. I know. I, Belichick's coaching tree is awful. Yeah, yeah, it's a rotten oak. But this thing yeah. is amazing. Yeah. There'll be uh, Maybe is. Sheehan will write a book about this, but this is worthy of it. It is. You can You're say right. what you say You're about right. Dan, but he got the old man here and gave him full autonomy and then took it back. He did. He didn't. It like took that, it back because yeah. he wanted to watch movies with with the teenagers. Yeah, and well, that's one what, day that's we'll re- the, yeah. 
One day we'll read about it in Robert's book, so I look forward to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. How about Robert taking a splash? I knew that brought you a, a chuckle smile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Bobby's, Bobby's a, he's a big-time influencer. Bobby is he is the male version of the Kardashians because yeah. <laughs> he dominates social media. He yeah. does that. Al, I hope the family is well, my friend, and uh, we'll send you a, a care basket. We're out of money, but we can, we've can. we got a lot of fruit, and we'll send you a fruit basket. I appreciate that very much. Thank you for having None me. None but love for you, my man. That's my guy, man. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah, as Coach Thompson would say about Galdi, simply one of the best. Galdi's always been simply one, one of, of the best. best. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Money on that. We go to break here on the Hoffman Show. DOC sitting here in the air chair. Anthony, the Orangeman, making things happen here all electronically. And let's – Let's open the gates up now. We're going to open up the gates courtesy of the law, the Ace Law listener line. Uh, in a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Back in a moment. We are back here on the Hoffman Show, DOC, on the microphone. Anthony pushing all the right buttons, as always. And today, uh, the latest, we are Drama Central. If uh, those of you in my age group, we grew up when daytime soaps were really big. You know, the edge of night, all my children, all those whole things, daytime drama. That's this team, constant drama. And the latest addition is that people are whining because Eric made them work. You know, Eric, they have a guy who has been – in Super Bowls and championship games, and he comes over and he ruffles some feathers and some guys have got their feelings hurt, and that's the latest deal. I grant it. Now, let me set the scene for you. This is a team in last place currently on a losing streak, and now the hottest hot news is that the guy who you brought in here because you knew you needed change, you identified what you needed, and then it doesn't seem like you can deal with it. So I'd like to know what the fan base, what you think, uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, you are the people that support this. You're part of this legacy. And I'd like to know what is on your mind. And we will start with Dr. Sabah. Oh, 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 are you calling? Hold on, is yeah. that me? Yeah, Am I, on? I, can, I can come back Hold to on, you buddy. later. Let me get off. Whew, sorry, we just got into Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. She's I, out I already coaching. forgot James Madison University is here. Oh, we just absolutely. passed it. Home of Gary Now Clark. we're on the bad side of town, yeah. Eastern yeah. Mennonite University. <laughs> so what you say, Sabal? Is, is Eric the bad guy? <sighs> is who the bad guy? EB. No, he's not the bad guy. Oh, my God. That poor guy. He just he entered quicksand. Listen, I told you guys yesterday, you and Chris, Taylor got Terry going, and Terry needs to be going. He's the glue for the whole team. And if Taylor was here he, and as, as a backup, he would have told Sam, look, dude, the minute you see somebody lined up on Twitter, just throw it to him. Just throw it to him. Don't get sacked. Don't wait. Don't look. Just throw it to him. Because that gets the team going. This team has no hope. I told you, man, they have no hope, no passion. Terry is miserable. He is not liking life right now. And if Terry ain't right, we're not right as a team. We go as Terry goes. And so I don't know if EB can fix this, but – they got the block for Sam. They got to give him like four good seconds. 
four, not two and a half, not three, but four. Well, I don't know so if the Cleveland the Browns. I don't know the Browns are the, can give you four seconds in this league. Can you max protect and well. send two people out every play, Doc? Something like that. I don't care. Yeah, well, it's just like I, I mean, feel defensively. Can we send? Can mm-hmm. we zero blitz on every play? I mean, yeah, right. There's extremes on both sides. I don't know, but we're just trying to get some input on it, and that's uh, well, that's, my that's a good way for us to start. I, I appreciate that. You right. got to give Sam time to throw. Hey, look, I got. I'm calling you because you give my girl good luck every time I call. She made at least four threes for the game, so wish us luck tonight, buddy. Oh, baby, go go for it, baby Sabah. Get it done. Thanks, man. And, and don't and tell her. Yeah. Just uh-huh. catch and shoot. Don't think about it. Oh, catch and shoot. Did you see her highlight reel? I did the nine threes in two games. Catch and you shoot. You got to check baby. that out, man. I mean, I will. she made it from every place on the court. Catch and shoot. Thanks, Sabah. We go to Bonesy, K9. Thanks okay. for being patient. Bonesy. Hey, what's going on, John? You know what time shout it is. My, yeah, shout out to my main man, Anthony Haney. Man, uh, you know how. I, I can't p- really put my finger on if it's Eric or if it's, you know, the crew in there. So what they need to do, man, they just got to start doing the process of elimination. We got to find out who want to be here and get rid of the ones, accommodate the ones that don't want to be here and, you know, get the ones ready that's trying to be here, man. You know, uh, I mean, you know, it's too much scuttlebutt. It's too much gossip and all this secret stuff keep coming out. Every week, man, you know, it's like when the when the when Little Caesar was still here, you know, mm-hmm. they still doing the same thing, man, whining and crying and stuff. Just like Gary Clark say, man, you know, uh, the players, man, got to dress themselves, man. This is this is a player issue, man. You know what I mean? This losing and players not performing and stuff like that, man. It's like Gary Clark say, man, that ain't on the coaches. It's on the players, man. The players. Man, gotta hold each other accountable, man. They gotta address this stuff, man. You know, they gotta take this thing to the locker room, man, and get butt naked in there, man, and get down to, you know, what's really going on, you know? Because there's something going on, man, you know? And like I say, man, I told you, man, Ashburn needs to be under investigation. We really need to see what's going on down there, man. So, other than that, man, I appreciate you for taking my call, man. Love you guys, man. Peace. Appreciate it, K9. AC, you are next. What's the issue? The How do we fix it? DOC. Yes, sir. I know what I said to you on Sunday, but I gotta I gotta change my approach. Okay. After listening to Brother Clark, I gotta change my approach. Okay. You see, you cannot fix a problem until you have diagnosed a problem. And the problem here is what I like to call reptile dysfunction is a whole <laughs> lot of snakes that ain't working over there. Okay. I like that. So I called you today with a purpose. I am officially announcing my campaign for president of football operations. And my slogan is less Loudon, more Lorton. The whole mm. team, if I'm elected, will have to get sprayed for fleas and ticks because they will be surrounded by nothing but though, imagine having somebody so mad at you for dishonoring their legacy that they dropping F-bombs on the radio and they talking about you. Imagine Brother Clark pillow talking to a reporter that doesn't look like Diana Rossini to complain about EB. I, I cannot get my head around it, but I do know this. I heard what Brother Gaudi said. I'm glad he's breaking down tape already. It's very few that I trust more than him, but I got some advice for him too. I need my draft picks 
to look like a guy who shows up at Chipotle with an empty backpack and loose pants. I cannot invest in a quarterback when I got a line that can't block a drain if they all shave in the same shower. <laughs> I want guys that got to college with AP credits in agriculture. If the all-you-can-eat buffet don't turn their lights out and shut the blinds, when you come down the street, you can't get on the team. I don't want to hear Sam's name mentioned until you ain't solved that problem for me. That's why I'm running. I'll solve it. And I got one more thing to say because I know it's other people pissed off about this too. I'm going to make a promise to the people of this region right now as I announce my campaign for president of football operations. If I'm elected, there will be surveillance. If you on this team right now, you listen to this radio station, if I'm elected, you want to talk to John Kime, you better call him from Shanika's phone. Hmm. I'll tell you what, AC, you got my vote. What do you say, Anthony? Uh, I love the passion there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's a good I, deal. I, I felt it. Ronald, you got a tough spot, my brother, because you got to follow that. Welcome to the Hoffman Show. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Doc? I'm not going fast, but that was a great comment. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm old school too, Doc. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I go back to the 70s, Darren Talbot, Bill Brundage, mm-hmm. over the hill gang. I know this is a generation, these kids now, some of these players, they couldn't wait to get back to their phone. See how many likes they got after yeah. a game yeah. <laughs> compared to playing hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we need some players that's going to knock the snot out of somebody. Play within the confounds of the rules, but tell them you mean business when you get out there. That way the opponent will say, okay, this team is serious. They mean business. If yeah. we did a scout on them, we need some, you know, heavy hitters, somebody with the courage to go out there and just like, here I am. It's going to be me and you. We can acknowledge each other after the game. But for the next 60 minutes, I'm going to be that alpha. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that call. And it's very difficult. In today's generation, a man can physically dishonor you in your home stadium and then get you to take your jersey off and I, I I will never – I know what you're thinking. Are you too old? You old stick in the mud? Yes, indeed. With chew in my mouth and a spittoon to spit it out. I'm not getting my ass whooped at home and then giving somebody a souvenir when I've got Amazon, I've got FedEx, I've got UPS. You want to send a guy your damn jersey. There's a number of ways to do it. Ain't no way in the hell I would allow that to happen if I had anything to say about a football team. Jonesy, welcome to the program. Hey, Doc. Oh, man, it was good to hear from the Go-Go Ambassador, man, Al Gordon. Yes, right. That's my my guy, man, to the day I die. Mm -hmm. Check this out. You just mentioned a jersey switching inside the stadium, something that makes me, like you say, makes me me want to throw up in my mouth. Exactly. Um, now, can you imagine it's 20 years later and some guy from one of the opposing teams that killed us uh, last week saying to their great-grandsons, great-granddaughters, when I got that jersey from so-and-so, we kicked their butts 50 to 7. Yeah. That's sickening. For real. I mean, something to amuse the, the, the great-grands with. But, hey, the guy who's telling it, marveling in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. 
You see what I'm saying? I mean, if I was eat, if I was sitting at Brother Man Tacos, sitting there eating tacos, I, I think I would have just stopped and just went cold. Seriously, Eric the enemy is the necessary evil that we need in that that locker room. If you got whiners and criers, they're already the wrong people. I heard somebody say that uh, some weeks ago at the daggone Eagles. The first Eagles game. Mm-hmm. You already got the wrong people if you got whining and complaining and you in last place talking about we working too hard. What? Do you have an Xbox appointment? PlayStation? What? Well, if that's the case, you probably need to be there permanent plan because, God, we want to see the burgundy and gold, and God forbid, I pray they change those uniforms back, too. We want to see the burgundy and gold winning, talking about championships, just like GC said today, like he said four weeks ago, it don't change. A winning inside of the DNA is winning. There ain't no losing, and we ain't accepting no losing. Amen so we ain't trying to win. Why are you there? <clears throat> Yeah, well, that's the unknown secret. Appreciate you, Jonesy. Going from one canine to another. Lap, welcome to 980. Hey, what's up, Doc? What's up, man? We're trying to figure it out, man. Anthony Haney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, we we, we trying to figure this out, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to be still tuning in just because it's my team. I'm going to see what Sam Howe do. You know, Doc, I was telling you this before, and I told the rooster, I wanted Sam to play last year, man, in them games because they would have been meaningful games to kind mm-hmm. of see where he was at. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I think if he would have played in those four meaningful games where we got a chance to make the playoffs last year, you know, it would have been more growth on his part this year. But I like the kid. I'm still pulling for him, man. I yeah, think me he too. got the talent. Uh, yeah, I just it's just unfortunate, you know, in December, you know, we're not paying no meaningful games. And I, I thought the season was over after the Seattle game, especially when you got all those losses in the NFC and the NFC East. You know, that Seattle game and then that Giants game did it for me. Well, yeah, so but they I may not be like, meaning to you crazy. or I, but them de- those defensive yeah. units, we got four sets of canines coming after him. And, quite, and I want to see the guy survive yeah. it. I want to see him thrive in it because that will assure me the confidence I need going into the draft to protect him and not replace him. Appreciate the call, Lap. We're going to Frederick Marco. Welcome to 980. How you doing, Doc? I'm better than ever, man. How you doing? Listen, I'm I'm one of those old people, but I don't think I would have reacted well to, quote, hard coaching, unquote, Mm -hmm. by – by Eric the enemy. That mm-hmm. being said, I didn't play football. I didn't join the military for those reasons. Mm-hmm. However, um, we've had, you know, John Gruden, who is our Jay Gruden is all of a sudden the greatest coach who ever lived, you know, uh, by the media here. Mm-hmm. And we've had Ron Rivera and they've been nice guys and that hasn't worked. Has it? So Not yet. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe, maybe we have to go with the Eric the enemy approach. I think, though, we're going to find out some of our favorite players are probably some of the ones complaining about Eric Bieniemy, and that's going to be sad. But, you know, maybe we, maybe we have to cut ties because being nice hasn't won anything. Yeah, you're not winning with these nice guys that don't like pressure. Right. Hey, I appreciate you, Mark. That's a great call, man. We got time to get to Cliff, eh? Yeah, we, got, uh, we can take the last two. All right, let's go to Cliff. Cliff, appreciate you, man. 
Welcome to 980. Hey, what's going on, Doc? It's all good, on, man. Doc? Trying to what's figure on, it man? out. Ron Rivera is to blame for this. He allowed this to happen. Because if he knew he was hiring Earth Enemy and Earth Enemy coming in with that coaching style and the players went to Ron complaining, Ron should have said, don't come to him with that. Deal with it. And I'll sit back and listen. I appreciate that, man. That is my sentiment as well. Oh, out in Largo. Uh, Doc, man, look, I know we got to go. Well, As good. we talked Be about you. it the other day, loser talk, man. This is just loser talk. Yeah. When I played basketball and baseball, my coach was like, if you can't stand the fire, get, get out, out of the, the kitchen. kitchen. They're getting paid too much, dog. What are they complaining well, about? No, no, no. They he never people. paid too much now. Oh, hold down now. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. They're no, the most saying. regular people. That's all yeah. I'm saying, no, dog. Right. That's all I'm saying. No, that's I, all I I'm know saying. saying. Come on, man. I know, but, but you like know, I told it, you before, Doc, I go there, I, I go for the pizza, man. The pizza, they improved the pizza this year. That's all I can say, bro. Well, that's good for the Harris <laughs> group. Hey, man, we'll take small victories at this point. Anything that's positive, other than the hot water being cold, the alarms going off, we just need it to be functional. And uh, yes, But sir. that's good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Largo, yes, appreciate sir. that, man. Thanks for your contribution. All right, all right good deal. Well, hey, we got a little bit of um, – a little bit of feeling. You feel better now? Feel better that we hear the people? Of course. Yeah, it's always good. I mean, always. it's uh, interesting to and, – and I guess we come out of this with an understanding that people have no tolerance for people that don't want to be disciplined. You're yeah. saying you want to do it your way, mm-hmm. and even if you lose, we're supposed to accept that. Yeah. I, I just – I don't I don't know how to – I. I I don't understand that. Hey, have you seen the movie Gridiron Gang with uh, Dwayne no. The Rock Johnson? No, not yet. Oh, you haven't seen This came out in 06. This is 17 years ago. And what's the name of it again? Gridiron Gang. No. Uh-uh. In that movie, uh, The Rock, he's the coach of um, some juveniles that are you know locked up and things of that nature. Okay. And they have a football team. Mm-hmm. And uh, upon like reading the article earlier – uh, the players were like, it's what the enemy wants. And in that movie, this quote I, I'll never forget. On the gridiron, we do it my way. Not your way, my way. Your way got you here, and you're here because you lost. Right now, you're losers. Mustangs are winners. Mustangs were the, were the mascot. So I just feel like just off that quote alone, it's more so – Eric Bieniemy coming from a championship, you know, kind of franchise, coming in here wanting to instill some type of change, and people just having a, a a tough time, you know, recognizing and you know trying to just like get on board with Wolf, like he's he he's trying to portray to them, and I just don't quite frankly understand this. To be honest, the the complaining that's not gonna get it done. Now I do understand though if you're not getting the results, and you know he's going out here and yelling. And things of that nature, I can understand how that may be viewed as yelling as opposed to, you know, actually like what he's saying, being constructive and actually helping out. But I I, th- I think his style, his way um, is more than, you know, helpful or can be helpful. And it just hasn't, you know, sunk in with these guys. Well, whenever you're driven hard, there's only one winner in the Derby every year. Mm-hmm. And I and I say, I say this often because I want you to get what I mean. Secretary is Hall of Famer. That jockey 
was putting that leather on behind yeah. because he had to bring it out of him. I don't know if the horse wins the Triple Crown without a jockey on him. See, the, the thing is, is that everything matters. Now, and I, I don't like to bring this up a lot because it, it, it's no one can compete with him. Mm-hmm. But when your coach sleeps at the park three days a week, away from his family, that's commitment. These guys are talking about being yelled at. If I could tell you some of the things I was told and was said to, and the projectors thrown up against walls and property damage and all this stuff going, these poor fellas would not have survived it. And I understand things change. But winning doesn't. And it's noticeable that the coaches that people don't seem to be warm and fuzzy, Bill Belichick's a porcupine. Bill Parcells is a porcupine. Tom Coughlin's a porcupine. And Chris Russell and I had this debate. Because whenever I talk about what it takes to win, somebody will bring up how nice a guy is and how well-respected somebody is. Those guys are all well-respected, too, for winning. Not just coaching, but for winning. And they were not pleasant to be around. Trust me, but they got the results. You adapt to that. My father was a Marine. Man, I've seen what people are going through in basics. You got to be kidding me. The way them drill sergeants go after people, you know what they're doing? Trying to save their life. They're training them to protect themselves in battle. It's extreme. Do these guys think they play in Madden? And I don't play Madden, so I don't relate to that. But I'm trying to think, what could be so confusing to them that they feel like they're being abused when somebody puts a little bit of pepper in their grits? As soft as a donut. And that's an environment that is created over there. And, and really, to me, EB's like Ghostbuster. Brought here for a reason, and then to have the people at the top Aid, aid in this propaganda to me is really disappointing. It really is disappointing. You ever seen SEAL, SEAL team train? Mm-hmm. You know how many guys hit that bell? They're elite athletes, and they can't. They hit that ring, that bell. Yep. Can't get through it. There ought to be a bell at that park. They'd be ringing it. Yeah. And they're talking about practice. The man's preparing you for the game mm-hmm. so you don't quit in the game. And then people talking about they're disappointed because it's not working out for them. My goodness. I just – and some things are somewhat generational now to where maybe you think you don't understand, and I keep going, Popovich, Porcupine. Who's a Jolly Roger that's winning? Who's Mr. Congeniality that's the keynote speaker all over the country that's winning? I don't know. It's hard to drive men to push people to extremes, to train them, to condition them, for in this case, a football battle. And then when you add the lack of adrenaline, you're not pumped up, you give your crowd away. You know how important a crowd is? Every guy will tell you, anybody you hear that talks about the RFK experience, what do they talk about? Stands rocking. 
building moving, intimidation. You got to help the crowd help you. It's, it's just, and we're not making this up. This is the order of the day. I mean, it really is, um, can't make it up. I think about, I can't help but think, I keep thinking about Florida State. Florida State's still in my mind. The BCS, NFL's not the only thing going on. Um, did you have any real problems with the final four that were selected into the championship? Uh, I understood. Okay. Why, you know, we got the final four that we got. But I did want to see Florida State in there, personally. Yeah, I thought they earned it right. But, you know, there's nothing fair. I love how people say, well, it's not fair. <laughs> Life's not fair. You know, you get what you can take and what you can hold on to. We'll throw the break on that. I want to thank all of you that chipped in on that powerful caller segment, courtesy of the Ace Law Listen line. We do appreciate that. We'll take a break and uh, we'll continue right here on the Hoffman Show, DOC. We're talking about practice, not a game, not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. 